When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey guys, this is Luke introducing a very special live episode of Educating Josh recorded in front of our fabulous audience at Summer in the City. And like most live podcasts, the audio isn't great. So apologies about that, but don't worry, we will be back in our regular studio next week for a normal episode of the podcast. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Educating Josh in which the three of us, James O'Neill, Jake Edwards and I, Luke Cutforth, bring together three of the most divisive stories of the week in front of our first ever live audience at Summer in the City. Yes. Our wonderful Josh Winslade will have 20 seconds to respond with his gut feeling on the story with absolutely no research, after which we will have an attempt at Educating Josh. Make sure you stick around to the end for a quick fire question round from our live audience at Summer in the City! <laughs> Don't forget to follow us at Educating Josh on all socials, subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts or your podcast app of choice. Guys, how are you feeling about our first live show? got so good at that. Thank you, you Josh. Are you brilliant. terrified? I'm absolutely petrified. My manager, <laughs> very, James, very nervous. came up to me yesterday and went, just so you know, I've organised some security in case <laughs> Josh is get, getting beaten up at the end of the show. He will need it. Okay, well, I think we'll move on to the first story of the week, and that is Jake's story. Thanks for putting me first. You're so welcome. <laughs> no pressure. So, uh, my headline is, Lindsay Lohan says women who share the hashtag MeToo stories look weak. The three things you need to know are that Lindsay Lohan has said she doesn't agree with Hollywood's fight against sexual misconduct in a new interview with The Times. She has said she is very supportive of women, but believes that by women speaking against all these things, it makes them look weak when they are actually very strong women. Lohan previously defended Harvey Weinstein in an Instagram video. She said she feels bad for Harvey Weinstein right now. I don't think it's right what's going on. He never harmed me or did anything to me. The Sounds question like Lindsay's is, trying to get some more work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the question is, uh, do women who some... share hashtag MeToo stories look weak? Before we go to Josh's 20 seconds, I'd like to get a general idea from the audience. Oh, no, don't do that. <laughs> so audience, make a noise that sums up your feelings on this story. Do Me Too stories make women look weak? 20 seconds, Josh, go! <laughs> I, I don't think they make women look weak. I, I completely disagree with Lindsay Lohan, I oh, think. For, for this one, I'm, gonna be, I'm not going to be too controversial. Whoa! controversial today. But I do think there is a bit of a witch hunt going on. And I think that it's down to... I think things need to be clarified from a legal point of view. Because like, we're kind of sat here and we know inside what's right, what's okay, what isn't right. 
but when you get to courts and when it's okay to prosecute someone, it's not really defined what's okay and what isn't, and I think it's up to the government, it's up to the legal process to now start to put into place things that make it a lot easier to say when someone's taken it too far and when someone hasn't. Well, you've taken it too far because you had 20 seconds. Now, Jake, <laughs> what do you think about that response? This is a really hard story to pin down because she actually says a lot of things in the article that I agreed with okay. uh, in the sense that um, like the process of people sharing these stories, a lot of people are, um, as she said, unknown. Yeah, the and they're doing it, it. Like, for attention. They're coming out with these stories and making them up to just try and like, boost their own career. And I think I kind of agreed with that in the way that there are so many stories coming out. I think those stories are very easy to pull apart, though. It's very easy to know when someone's making something up and when they're not, when something actually has happened. So many people yeah. came out against Harvey Weinstein that I don't think it's a question of whether he was inappropriate or not. And I think by her being someone that is looked up to and someone that works in that industry saying she feels sorry for him, again, makes people feel like they can't talk out, surely. Sure, yeah, I agree. James, what do you think? Yeah, I, I kind of agree with that. Now, my sort of counterpoint to this, though, is that I was reading somewhere about how you train children. By the way, this is not something about me. Suddenly, I'm going to have be a father. Spray them in the face with water when they're bad. <laughs> when I say train children, what I mean is raise children. They're not, <laughs> they're not dogs. It's the same thing. But what I mean is, it's about teaching children the concept of no. And in what I was reading, it was talking about how in order to say no, because people on some level are inherently selfish, on some level, some levels they're selfless. I, I, I would agree on most, most levels. Um, no is essentially me saying, if you carry on doing this thing you're going to do, something else will happen to you which you don't like. There will be consequences, right? And now we have sort of, in the last 20 years, especially within the entertainment industry, we have a situation where People who say no to things like sexual advances, often their, their perpetrator doesn't have consequences. There is nothing. And so this Me Too movement is basically saying, if I can't destroy you legally, I'll destroy you socially. Mm -hmm. And it's mm -hmm. giving back power to the word mm -hmm. no. Yeah. And so I don't think it makes people look weak. Maybe on the individual level, it made people look weak in the past because they didn't fight when they could, but they didn't have the strength to in the past. And now, as a movement, as a collective, everyone is saying yeah. no has a power again. But I don't, where's I think weak she's looking at from? individual, I think she's looking at like individual cases and going, oh, now I see that person as weaker than I thought they were. But as a collective, absolutely. Like it's just, it's women not taking people's shit anymore. Taking that shit. But where's, yeah. the, word, where's <laughs> the word weak come from? How does it make I, them look I think weak? the thing that she actually said was that they are strong women and by sharing this story in this way, trying to destroy right. somebody socially is the weak thing about it. Like the first port of call should have been reporting it legally. Yeah. It's almost like they're using social outrage instead of being a strong person themselves on an individual level. But, but Which why I do not? See. If, that, if that garners the biggest response, why not do it socially instead of through... Yeah. If, if, the, if the law isn't doing... I mean, how messed up is the law at the moment in terms of sentences and what's yeah. prosecuted and what isn't? Like, the, the law needs to fix itself. If it socially gets a bigger response, do it socially. Screw the guy. He's, a, he's, he's out of order. The legal system's not working, is it? Because women aren't being believed as much as they should be. Oh, no. There is, however, what you were saying earlier on in the show, Josh, or maybe it was Jake, actually. I forget. My brain doesn't really work. <laughs> Both Jakes. One of you were saying sometimes you, can, you do have to treat these things with a certain amount of skepticism, and you can't just believe it straight away. 
Uh, due process exists for a reason. And that's the problem with doing it online, because everyone is innocent it's instantly believed guilty. I, but I think so, the, the, thing, the weird thing here is that if you make um, an allegation to the police, they're going to follow through and make sure you're telling the truth. Yes, Whereas exactly. online, it's more of just like everybody does their own little people research. People do follow their own the hype uh -huh. a little bit, yeah. and a lot of people see it and go, oh my God, this person's done this, I'm going to share this, my friends are going to want to hear this, and then it becomes a bigger and bigger thing instead of how it's done legally, which is, okay, we need to prove that this person's done this before we make, start making any accusations, because it's defamation otherwise. And it reminds yeah. me of a, a quote I saw on Twitter a while back where somebody had said something along the lines of, I don't care if a few innocent men go down in the war towards equality, and that seems to be sort of counterproductive to me because definitely you cannot go for the greater good, in my opinion, and sacrifice innocent individual people. Yeah, because the thing yeah. is, this is a feminist movement, and the feminist movement is for gender equality. It's not for, for women like being superior. The true feminist equality. movement is for gender yeah, equality. Yeah, it's for equality. Yeah. So if you're saying, I don't care if you're innocent, you need to sacrifice yourself for the greater good of women, that's not really, in my opinion, what feminism is about. It's about everybody I'd, having I'd a gender agree with equality. That completely. But to bring it back to a YouTube audience, why haven't any of the YouTubers who went too far with people, sure. why has nothing happened legally? Because they so have their, to be their careers like, have yeah. kind of disappeared. Well, some of their careers haven't disappeared. They still have followings. They still have social media outlets. They still, I, d I don't know. I but find it really wrong. That's something like, you can't control, though. You can't control but people. But why has nothing happened in the law? If all this outrage happened, so much of it was proven, so many people came forward on the YouTube platform, Yet nothing's happened legally. I mean, no one's been there, arrested, there no one's be, been charged. There could be legal stuff going on behind the scenes that they're not telling us about. No, yeah, and it's more just like they're else. investigating it and then dismissing right. it and so nothing's how is that, actually happening. How is that promoting the idea of coming forward? Like these people that these YouTubers affected would have been terrified. They see the audience, they see the people that support these big YouTubers and they've had the strength to come forward and say something. Yeah, it's gone viral online and people have talked about it and you guys amazingly have held these people to account, but mm. the law hasn't. Like, what's that about? That's disgusting. In most cases, I think it's because the fact that they're YouTubers to the law is irrelevant. Yeah. And the kind of things they are doing, while horrible, obviously, are indicative of things that happen all over society. And so they can't be held separate. They ha can have their platforms torn down, and rightfully so. But the idea of like young people getting groomed, or the idea of like manipulating people, happens all the time. And the fact that they're YouTubers to the law yeah. is irrelevant. irrelevant. I'm not talking about like the, the cases on YouTube where it's been, uh, well, you know, we went back, things got a bit frisky, I wasn't feeling comfortable, but it still happens, because I think there's a bit of a weird line there. You've got to kind of figure that out. Mm. I'm talking it's, about... It, that's, that's like a question of the like, differences in consent. Yes. Because there's like enthusiastic consent, yeah, verbal yeah, yeah, consent. Yeah. And not and then speaking out and yeah. not making it clear and what yeah. signals can be read, what can't, because that is a thing. It, it's trying to I'm go off a of body of, language, and yeah. you, can't, you can't go off a of body language. Also, like, yeah. I mean, I get that in an ideal world, consent would always be verbal and enthusiastic. But a lot of the time, you don't always <laughs> say to someone, like, are we having sex? Can we have sex? Are you okay with that? Yeah, Is exactly. that a yes? And, and especially yes. people you've already been with in the past. So that, that's like such an ideal thing and to I think try and I'm, reach I'm 26. I can read those body movements. I can, do you know yeah, what I mean? You can read it. You can stuff. read yeah, the yeah. social cues. You can read the cues from someone. Whereas when you're a bit younger, it's, it becomes more difficult. But I'm talking about difficult, where there's but not been... not excusable. It's not excusable, no. But I'm yeah. talking about where there's been a clear 
breach of law, where it's someone that's older and someone that's much, much younger. Like, they're not being held to account. You're talking about someone who's older and someone's younger. Again, that happens all the time within mm -hmm. normal society, and that's something the police just and kind of... And people are put on a register. Yes, it depends on the age gap. I don't know a specific case you're talking about. But I think that happens in society, and, and so it's, it's sort of like the defamation laws. You kind of have to prosecute everyone or nobody. Or nobody. You yeah. can't just go, well, this one's got lots of subscribers on YouTube, so we're going to uphold. And I wish, I kind of wish you could. But you basically have justified the entire Me Too movement. That's why it exists, because there is a grey area. That's why it exists socially. Exactly. And, yeah. and you have to be able to tear these people down from their platforms that they've built up, because it is a privilege, yeah. and it is something that you don't automatically have a God-given right to. And so, cool, I think we've come to a nice little conclusion. And it is <laughs> people that have to do that, because YouTube doesn't do it. So I suppose, if anything, the Me Too movement doesn't make women look weak. It makes our police force and our legal law, system legal look weak. System look weak. Yeah. Which is, I'd agree with that. Yeah, the fact that it has to exist socially makes the police and the legal system uh -huh. look weak. So I guess it makes some women look weak in the sense of the people that are working in the legal system that are women. Yeah, very yeah. possibly. Yes, I guess. In a <laughs> did, I, did I just slightly agree with Lindsay, though? Turns out I'm the most controversial person on this podcast now. <laughs> Yay, problematic Jake. Anyway, you, you can let us know now. what you think in our Twitter polls at Educating Josh. It's time to move on to our next story. That is James's story. My story. My story comes from the Daily Star, and the headline is, Movie Boss Leaves Door Open for Idris Elba to be the first black Bond. These are the three things Josh needs to know. Idris Elba could be set to take over from Daniel Craig as James Bond after producer Barbara Broccoli allegedly told That's an industry great car... Name. Great name, by the way, Barbara Broccoli. <laughs> that is now my drag name. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to dye my hair green and be Barbara Broccoli. We're going to do this together, Jake. Barbara Broccoli allegedly told an industry pal that it is time for a black actor to claim the role. The Luther star has been in contention to play the part for several years, although several yes. other actors are also rumored to be in the running, including Henry Cavill, Tom Hardy, and Tom Hiddleston. Current Bond author Anthony Horowitz previously came under fire in 2015 for saying that Elba was too street for the iconic role. The question I have for Josh is, is it time for a black actor to claim the James Bond role? Firstly, audience. A resounding yes. <laughs> 20 seconds, Josh, go. You're all wrong. Wow. I like absolutely not. I saw this coming. Absolutely not. No, Why? it's time for the right actor to claim the next James Bond role. It, it doesn't necessarily have to be black or white or green or purple or pink. Like, it will fit the role. Thanos should be James Bond. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think there's some amazing actors out there that could play that role. I think Idris is one of them. He's, he's absolutely fantastic. But yeah, I think this kind of aligns with my thoughts on the whole strong female roles in film as well. It's like the whole strong female role has become a stereotype. It's become its own stereotype. And have you ever heard of a strong male character? I'm going to write a strong male character. No, Every I'm going to write male character a good is a strong male, male character. character. Every <laughs> character, exactly. So it should just be, I'm going to write a really good female character. I'm going to write this character as, and put a lead actress in there and make it amazing, not a strong female character. And it, and it shouldn't be black or female or any of this. It should just be the person that's, that's right. I think he's great. I think he's perfect for the role. But. And the rule generally in writing is write a good character yeah. and then assign a gender and, and race to yeah, them. Because afterwards. those are just other traits. that you, like, you don't go, I'm going to write a good character second. with brown hair. 
Well, unless that is very integral unless, yes, to the character. Yeah. I, I guess that's for like reasons of like gender roles. Like you, like when you're creating a character, you assign them a gender, so you, you get like a pre-approved binary list of gender roles. You also write to them. I think James Bond has other stuff to change before it changes the yeah. the kind of leads actor as well like money penny and that kind of that's a bit misogynistic and it's a little yeah. bit old now and that needs to i think advance i, th I think a it's just bit. a tired idea in itself yeah the whole i, I just think it's time to end <laughs> yeah however i once met a man <laughs> really i think i know where you're going with this yeah <laughs> I, think, I think you know where i'm going with this i'm not going to say who this was but there is a certain what well, quite a large section of the population of the country who sort of need to be dragged in the right direction mm -hmm. i think and that's exemplified in this story I'm going to tell you about a man who once said to me, James Bond can't be black because they didn't let black people into Eton. And also, there was a black guy in the last James Bond, so they should be happy. So they should be happy. And so that's not necessarily that he... I can tell you this person wasn't a hateful person. He was just ignorant. ignorant. And he just doesn't understand. And so I would actually take... I take issue with what you were saying, Josh, about... I would rework the question and say that it is time for a black James Bond mm -hmm. because there should have been a black James Bond Ages 20 ago. years no, ago. No, there shouldn't. No, no there in sh that, if, if it was, fa if it was being fairly chosen by law of averages, there would have been a black... If, if we were picking our casting choices just based on the merit of the actor, the there actor. would have been... I mean, you actor. say it, it wouldn't have all just miraculously been white. We can't go. Every, only, okay, so there's only been good actors. So for, then, what yeah. you're saying is because he was written white, it should be white. White. You're then agreeing with that argument as well. Am I? By I extension, I don't think you said that at all. No, no, that's not what I mean. Because what he I, was, he was, he's written white. He's a white British. No, no, no. If you're making a film and you just go right, we'll cast the best actor for this role. So the best actor for that role, because of the way it's written, is white. Yes, but over time, that well, no. Oh, yeah, you got me there. Damn, that's where we get into this funny J.K. Rowling thing. Oh, <laughs> uh, she should say it at a film. Okay, well, I'm not going to go there. I'm going to move us But why does the film have to stick to the book so heavily? It doesn't. It doesn't, exactly. but that was what Luke was saying. So I was, well, yeah. it wasn't. If, if you, what I was saying. That's a general question. I, I'm going to tell you it wasn't what I was saying. Okay. I'm going to right. tell you it wasn't okay. what I was saying. Okay. What I was saying was, if we were picking based just on the merit of actors to play an action movie role, because let's be honest, it doesn't really matter what colour James just Bond is. Just on those things, yeah. yeah then, then it would have been a black actor over the history I of mean, James Bond. You say that, but I disagree. Because right. you're, you're saying this, like, ideally, statistics-wise, there would have been someone. But often that, that might not happen because you might not have enough people of colour auditioning for the role. Like, you might just not find the person. It might not be the right time, the right vibe. So, like, I, idealistically, statistically, yes. But in reality, probably not. You're kind of, like, idealising this idea of... Um, like equality and diversity within casting. Yeah. I don't necessarily think that it's guaranteed that someone would have come along and been perfect for that role and been black. Mm -hmm. It's not always likely. Can I take but a really cynical view on this? And <laughs> say that I, again, I, I'm going to just keep saying that I do that's, think it's time for Idris Elba to be James Bond. If you've listened to the podcast, you'll know that generally they actually get to the end and, I, and they all agree and I go, well, I... I don't. I don't, <laughs> but okay. So I'm going to take a really cynical way on this and say that actually James Bond doesn't exist uh, to be a, a racial figure. James Bond exists to make money, unfortunately. And in terms of where the film industry is at and where the movie businesses are at, is all the movie businesses are basically clamoring to go, I'm inclusive, look, I've got to this. Yeah. So yeah. while I agree with some of the changes that, that are being thing? made, 
No, well, ne not necessarily. Yeah. But it is if they're making billions of dollars of profit off what people yeah. think is just reasonable morals. But um, from the point of view, from a cynical point of view of business, it sort of is time for a, a black James Bond because that's what the market wants. I don't like that. I don't like that that's how all of our decisions are made in this world. But this is the system we live in, and it's capitalism. If you don't like it, then you're going to have to go and destroy capitalism, not just destroy James Bond. I mean, I'm definitely <laughs> up to destroying capitalism. That's like Woo! basically destroying <laughs> capitalism. What about you guys? Because at the start of this, you thought there was a big, pretty big cheer, a very yes, big it is yes. time for James Bond to be black. Now, having listened to our discussion, do you think it's time for a black James Bond? Oh, well, yeah. I agree. We, so we're good at educating each other, but not, not good at educating guys. our audience. Brilliant. All right, well, you can let us know what you think in our polls at Educating Josh on Twitter. It's time to move on to the last story of the week. That is my story. Is it weird when I turn into, like, podcast, Luke? Yeah. It is weird for me as well. It is well. a switch, isn't it? So, my story this week comes from BBC News, and it is that Boris Johnson is facing mm. a Tory investigation over his comments about the burqa. Here are the three things you need to know. Was there a hiss from the audience there? I heard a hiss. <laughs> Brilliant. I agree. Boris Johnson has rejected calls to apologize after saying that people wearing burqas looked like letterboxes or bank robbers. Letterboxes. Letterboxes or bank robbers in a newspaper column in which he argued against a ban on full face veils. Mm. Against? This is so confusing. Yes. Anyway, the former foreign secretary is facing an investigation into breaches of the Conservative Party code of conduct following his comments made in the Daily Telegraph last week. The investigation by an independent panel could lead to Johnson's expulsion from the Conservative Party. What do you think of that? <laughs> Critics have accused Johnson of stoking Islamophobia to boost his Tory leadership ambitions, while supporters claim he was speaking up for liberal values. My question for you, Josh, is... Was Boris Johnson wrong to make his comments about burkas? Firstly, audience, was Boris Johnson wrong to make his comments about burkas? Yeah! 20 seconds, Josh, go. Again, I'm gonna disagree oh, with no. Oh, shit. Okay, so I, I think he's, he's a political figure, he has a platform, joking about it was wrong. That's ridiculous. But it's Boris Johnson. He seems to have got this like little niche now where he's allowed to be a bit of an idiot and get away what with it. What do you mean now? now? He's had that for about 200 okay. years. Boris Johnson has a niche where he's able to be an idiot, a little bit like you, and get away <laughs> with it. Yeah! <laughs> so it works. Um, <laughs> but actually getting into whether or not to ban the burqa, I kind of agree with it in a... You, did you know you can't walk into Tesco's with your hood up? Yes, I do. You're not allowed to go into a bank with a helmet on. Yes. The burqa's yes. banned in Mecca. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, you know, there's not a lot of information out there about actually what this is, and we're, I'm, we're quite ignorant on where it is used. It's not even the religious clothing that is worn. It's the hijab, I think, I believe, that is what's allowed to be worn, which is open-faced, and it's a wrap that goes around the head. And then there's the next one, which allows the eyes to be seen. Sorry, then... we're just getting some angry looks from somebody actually wearing uh, religious garb. <laughs> Do you want to come up and explain this for us? Please do. <laughs> yeah! Yes. Fix our ignorance. Okay, I'm okay. about to literally You're, get Okay. Sorry, by. yeah, can we, just, can we just... We'll all just go, Hello. and maybe Josh and you can have an argument. This will be great. I like this. Ugh. Inform me. You can wear the hijab or the burqa. It's not you have to wear this, you have to... Like, it's a choice. So you can wear either? Yeah, you can wear either. Like, my, my aunties wear the burqa, but my mum wears the hijab. Okay. Like it's a complete choice. 
Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. How much of it is male oppression for wearing the burqa? What do you mean? In terms of them trying to hide their, their wife. Because that's something that I hear a lot. It's like it's men trying to hide It's not hiding hide a wife. Or hide uh, I'll let their, you explain. Like sexually hide someone or hide their characteristics I'm away I'm from. I'm confused. My understanding is that part of wearing the burqa is about being committed to the person that you're with, your oh, partner in public. I get that. I get okay. that. What you may be saying is, is maybe correct scripturally. I don't know. But as for why people wear, there are lots of different reasons why. So is it maybe similar to how somebody wears a cross? Is it like a, like a public display of your there's religion? There's a choice. Like, yeah. If you want to wear it, then you can. If you don't, you don't. Like, I think my auntie wears it because she's like committed to her husband and she doesn't want... Well, my auntie's really religious, like in a so scary way. So it is about... <laughs> it is commitment to your husband. My auntie's scarily religious, so like with her it's different. But like my mum chose not to wear one because she doesn't like really want to. And like, I know a lot of people in other countries, they wear it to like prevent other people. But the thing is, whether you show your face or not, it can still happen. Yeah. Okay. So it is, it does stem a little bit from commitment yeah. to, your par- from, to your partner. Yeah, like, just a little bit. So I kind of, I haven't grown up with that culture, so I disagree with that entirely. I'm not comfortable with that idea. Opinions. Um, uh, my opinion, o- opinions, yeah. My, opinions. My, so, so what do you think about when you walk into what I'm talking about, like the fact that you can't walk into a bank with a helmet on. I, I do have a, a separate a opinion on that. So the difference there for me is walking into a bank with a helmet on, you have no purpose wearing a helmet inside a bank because you need to be able, like there's no reason to wear a helmet in a bank. You're not going to be struck over the head with something. There's also no reason to have a hood up when you're in a shop because it's not going to rain there's, on you. There's no rain. And so the intent as to why somebody may have put, on, on average, why someone might have a helmet on in a bank or why someone might have a hood up in a shop is because they were trying to conceal their identity. Yeah. yeah. Whereas the reason you're wearing a burqa when you go into a bank is because you were already wearing a burqa. Like, sorry, I, I don't know what your specific, uh, what is yours a burqa? Mine's a hijab. 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 Sorry. <laughs> so the reason you're wearing a hijab if you go into a bank is because you were already wearing a hijab. Religion, and so you're not going pra- religious to... Religious practice and stuff. Sure. Yeah. 
and you were, your intent wasn't to hide your identity. Now, but it still does. Yes, doesn't now, matter. That the, does, the, matter yeah. the fact of the matter is that it still does hide your face. That is and that's true. What prevent. And, and the argument that is generally used then is, well, somebody who wants to get away with something because they can't get away with wearing a hood or because they can't wear, get away with wearing a helmet will then put on a religious garb to hide their identity, which I would argue, if they're gonna, if they want to hide their identity to do something awful, they'll do it somehow. They'll cover their face, they'll just wear a balaclava. No, but if you walk into a supermarket or a bank with a balaclava, you're gonna get noticed a lot quicker than a if you're wearing a hijab, <laughs> a hijab, I believe. You could walk around yeah, freely. That's true. But the majority you walk of, in. Like, I would say as close to 100% as possible of the people who walk into a shop in a religious garb are not there to rob, but they would be if they were wearing a, possibly a helmet because you don't need a helmet inside or a hoodie because you don't mm -hmm. need a hoodie inside. Mm -hmm. Whereas you do need to continue, or if you wish to, continue respecting your religion. Just because you're in Tesco's doesn't mean you suddenly God's gone, does it? <laughs> I, I, <laughs> um, okay, I think to clarify my opinion then, I think walking around in public, in the streets, absolutely. Anywhere where hiding your face is restricted, it should be restricted as well. All right, audience, are you happy with that? With that? Yeah? No, no, a oh, bit of a mix. A I just think Boris Johnson should make, okay. just stop making jokes, really. Thank you so much for joining us. What was your name? Maria. Maria, thank you so much for joining us. Big round of applause. Woo! I think you may have done more educating of Josh than we have done in the entire series. You can let us know what you think over on Twitter in our polls at Educating Josh. It is time for the quick fire round from our audience at Summer in the City. Woo! Okay, cool. Who has, a, who has a thing they want to talk about? Um, the rapper XXXTentacion, recently he was found not guilty of sexual assault charges, but he's dead. And therefore a lot of people are saying, no, 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 he wasn't guilty. However, he's dead, so he can't testify. What's your opinion? I mean, he's dead. He's kind of got his just desserts if he did it, hasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> All right, then. I mean, fair the enough. Guy's oh, dead. That's an answer, I guess. <laughs> Next one. Is that a bit mean? Yes, but yeah. it's a quick but fire round. Where do the scales go, like death? I mean, no, I do agree. Like, uh, it's, I mean, I, I sort of agree in that actually for his, it's, it means there's no closure for the person who he may have done this to. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that sort of sucks for the, that's not sucks, it's horrible for the person who was, who was possibly assaulted. Um, well, I, but but yes, he was also dead. So from his point of view, like he's dead, whatever. Hello. Um, in Cornwall, it's been hit by tourist overcrowding, like on beaches and things like that. Do you think that in like popular cities and places, people from the countries who say like British people should be given, I don't know what the word is, like we should... over tourists, do you know what I mean? As, well, Priority, so I, that's the I'm, one, over tourists. I'm, I'm from Newquay, I mean, so, so I live, I go, I, Cornwall's mom. lovely, I, yeah, I, Newquay's I don't absolutely <laughs> great. I think everybody should we be able last to enjoy weekend. the beach. Like, I don't like the kind of club stag culture that exists in Cornwall, like lots of clubs and stag nights and Hindus and stuff go down to Cornwall and that's the kind of gross bit about mm -hmm. it and uh, I think that people that leave litter on the beach shouldn't be allowed to go back to the beach that's really really annoying um, yeah you should have like a beach yes. pass so you know you get three offenses and then you're never allowed to the beach again but Banned. um no I think <laughs> banned from the beach <laughs> I think people from who the... would police that me the beach the, police, the beach me. police. <laughs> me I would police that um but no I think people from the city should be able to go to the to the coast as much as as anyone yeah. else as long as they treat it with respect and treat the residents with respect. and treat the residents I... with respect people can be quite arrogant mm. um I think people who aren't local should be given priority over locals. 
because locals have access all the time and people who aren't don't. So I nah. think you should have the priority. I don't agree with that. No, I, I agree home. with it. No, I, I come from a, like a very beach tourist town. I come from Bournemouth and like I don't really care about the beach. Like I go there all the time. I would rather somebody who's travelled from about like when London. Come down and trash it and leave oh, it. I mean it's it's really annoying. I it's hate awful. it. I don't go out in my hometown in the summer because it's impossible to move. Yeah. But I would rather like they got priority because they've travelled down, they've spent money doing this i yeah. spend like a couple of quid to get into town and then i go home when i want these people are like Sunday committed to being there so i guess go ahead have fun yeah. as long as you're respecting the place and not quick, littering quick fire round guys this is the Sunday quick fire Sorry, we <laughs> have opinions whole... no, Luke. no okay last question um the bbc apologized to former china editor carrie grace over unequal pay do you believe the wage gap exists do you believe the wage gap even exists? Wage gap exists. Oh, I can be really controversial here. So my day job, the company I work for as a day job is a big, 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 big media conglomerate uh, in the UK, and they just released their gender pay gap report, and it's disgusting. It's one of the worst in the industry, um, and it is an absolutely massive issue. The problem is, is that it doesn't exist in the lower or middle tiers. It's right at the top. It's the execs. It's people that are on half a million pound salaries with you know million pound bonuses. That's where the, the biggest divide is. There's, there's a massive lack of female representation in those levels. So I, it 100% does exist. And it just, it's, it's one of the biggest parts of feminism that I completely agree with. It just needs to happen now. Like, just stop talking about it. Just do All it. right, fantastic. Well, thank you so much for listening to Sorry, this is a bit I really suck at. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Educating Josh live from Summer in the City. Yeah. I've got to do it one last time. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at Educating Josh, where there'll be polls and content from each of today's topics, and we'd love to hear your thoughts. We'd also love for you to send in more questions for next week's quick fire round. Please subscribe, and most importantly, leave a review on Apple Podcasts or your podcast app of choice. This has been Educating Josh, a Studio 71 production. We'll see you next week for another episode of Educating Josh. Educating Bosh. Josh. Educating, Educating Josh. Josh. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.